Talk with Vershawn Jackson, sponsored by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Oh, hibbity, hop, hop, oh. <laughs> so what you gonna do? Listen to the 93.7 crew. All right, we're gonna take some text messages now out the start of Hammond text line. Um, 7567 says, what kind of offense would Mickey run if he had full control? I think we'll see more like that LSU offense we did and when Joe Barrow didn't won. They had a great running game, too. So they had a great 1,000-yard back and was, was – Yeah, a, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah, yep. yeah that, something like that. That was a that was a great – that was one of the most high prolific, you know, kind of offenses. But, you know, like I say, we get a great de- – we get a defense to come in here and get some great defense. That would be the, the, the style we can we can win with. You know, you don't – you don't get these great wide right receivers just to have them be blocking backs, just like the, <laughs> yeah. like the old Nebraska days. But you get them so, you know, and so you can have more than one to go to. You know, so right now we're just one dimensional. We just probably hey, look at Trey Palmer. It's the Trey Palmer show. So yeah. you know, you got to complement that with some other great. And that's why I want to see one reason I think that Dakota's Crawford would have kind of played in the mix this year if he was if he didn't get hurt. You know, it would have been experience for him. So, but, you know, that's how it goes. So, some, uh, let's see. I think the Trey Palmer aspect of it, too, is interesting. As he continues to have a historic season as far as a receiver at Nebraska goes, he, he to me, is one of the biggest reasons that you would try to um, – or, or one of the biggest reasons that Mickey Joseph uh, has for his resume as Nebraska head coach is because he brought – not only did he bring Trey Palmer in, but he brought him up. I mean, he brought him up when he was at LSU. Um, you know, kind of coached him up to the player that he is today. Um, and so, you know, you kind of think sometimes, you know, there's, there's this massive rebuild talks and what do you have to do to get the culture right and all that stuff. Sometimes it's – Two or three, three or four special players. And, and yeah, that's easier done in basketball than it is football. Um, but, you know, <laughs> you can imagine, you know, you can talk about that LSU team. Um, they had those guys. They had, you know, and, and they had they had a lot more, you know, to it as well. And they needed, uh, you know, they needed to uh, to address those uh, other problems. But it, it all kind of fell apart rather quickly, right, when all those guys left. And that LSU defense was not national title worthy and, and and they won the national title so i don't want to say they weren't national yeah. title worthy just as opposed to other national title winners um over this era or just in general what it takes they were ranked somewhere in like you know 32nd defense overall and in and, and more often than not it takes a top 10 defense usually you know sometimes the best defense to win the national title um and so you know you kind of think about those those skill position players that they had and i don't expect it really anybody uh, to replicate that because it's very difficult to do. Um, but uh, that's I, I think that's part of the vision of the Mickey Joseph vision, right? It's just get Trey Palmer a few more Trey Palmers or, you know, where, wherever that may be. You know, maybe he can get a very great pass rusher or he can get a, you know, a lockdown corner or something. It doesn't have to be just the yeah. skill positions on offense, but a few of those type of players could change uh, this thing and get it headed in the right direction very, very quickly. Yeah, uh, what's this? Um, zero six two eight. So I'm with Mickey. Give him the job. Let's get him. Let's get his guys in. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I mean, you got to get this guy a chance. I mean, I know 
that, you know, I, this is a, I think he probably helped got half of these guys that we recruited except for most of – I mean, probably some of the in-state guys too because he had to sell himself after the relationship we had with the former players. But I mean, the former people – I mean, with people in Omaha. But, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I'm going to preach it every day on my Facebook. So, you know, MJ23. Yeah, there you go. So – also, I wanted to get to this trail just to get your opinion on it. Um, it was announced yesterday, and we didn't get a touch on it. I think it was announced right after our show, uh, that the Big Ten divisions are going to stay as far as next year. And, and a lot of people thought maybe this would be the last year. Um, with USC and UCLA coming in in 2024, they thought, let's not you know scrap things and have to do it twice. Let's just wait till they come in, and then we'll readjust divisions. Who knows if it's going to pods, whatever they're going to do at that time. Um, do you like the idea of sticking with the divisions, or would you like the idea of, hey, we're going into a new era. Maybe, you know, Sands, USC, and UCLA, we could try to maneuver it, give it this one-year kind of test period and see how it works. Um, or do you like kind of just sticking with it, given the fact that the Big Ten West has not won a title yet? It's it's just the Big Ten championship game has always been Big Ten East teams winning. Yeah, um, I think you should just realign the whole Big the Big Big Ten. You know, you realign yeah. the conferences and you probably pull hats out of number out of pull yeah. schools out of hats. Can't you know? be geography. Yeah. That's what we tried yeah, here. You, you can't be that, you know, because you know, obvious you can fly to anywhere, anywhere to play. Yeah. But, Especially you know, with USC and UCLA joining. Yeah, I think that geography is kind of all the way out. You probably put them in, put them two in two different conferences, and you just—I mean—you still have the the West and the East, or however you want to call it now, but. Um, and you still just do it the same way. You meet at the end of the year for the big the Big Ten championship. You know, I don't think you change it and try to make it um, one big super conference. You know, I don't think that's fair to the to us or any other school because you, I want to see us play every school. You know, yeah. not just y'all rotate every four years. No, I want to see us play the UCLA's. I want to see us play the the USC's. I would like to go out there to sunny California in November. Watch yeah. the game. So who wasn't? So you know that's that's just that's just that's just the way college football goes. Well, and it's interesting too. I can't wait to see how it plays out when uh, obviously the those West Coast teams come along. Uh, the question remains: by twenty twenty four, that is that going to be the only additions? Is that going to be the only West Coast additions? Are there other additions? So it it's still you know I, I don't I think it's probably wise maybe to. Uh, sit path the way they are are doing it. I saw somebody throw out the idea of going back to legends and leaders. That would be uh, that would be a little bit better for me because I did love the legends and leaders. You'd have to kind of figure out a place to put Maryland uh, and Rutgers, but uh, <laughs> but I think they could do that. Just kind of split the division. That'd be that'd be a throwback. But um, it is fascinating, especially through this coaching hire that Nebraska's making. You're kind of thinking, you know, maybe. Uh, it just depends on kind of the the process that you're going through. Maybe you want to go with the the best resume. You maybe you want to go with a guy with a certain style. Maybe you have to go with a guy with a certain, um, you know, whatever the case may be. But as you go through it, if it's if it's style of football play, it differs. You know, maybe your decision on who the coach would be might differ whether you're put on a a a a little you know the the idea of you know put together with three or four teams or whatever the uh, and then you 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 play all the other teams the other five teams on and off so you'd play everybody um, every other year um, but if you put in if you're put into a group of three or four teams with 
um, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota, that's quite a bit different than maybe what you would want to do if you were going to put in a group of teams with USC, UCLA, and you know, Iowa, you know, Colorado, throw out, you know, somebody else that gets brought in that they want to bring in from the West Coast. Um, that could be quite a bit different. So um, as Nebraska makes this coaching decision, um, it's kind of unfortunate that they don't have all the information about who they're going to be playing more often than not the next five years. After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members of FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Well, we just know it's going to be in the Big Ten, so, you know, just yeah. you got to be ready to play at all times, you know, no matter what they run. That's why you got to get the best athletes on the field and to make adjustments and be able to, to adjust as, as as on the run. Do you think UCS, UCLA and USC are going to have to adjust a bit to the Big Ten? Or do you think I with the, the recruits that they can get, maybe stick to the kind of the traditional kind of, you know, West Coast attacks? I mean – Everybody always talk about Big Ten play. The only team that 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 is winning the Big Ten is is Ohio State and Michigan, and they're not really. I mean, they're passing too. Only real rushing team is like that is Michigan, but you know, and and Ohio State beats them probably five out of every. <laughs> well, they beat them like thirteen you know times so, last year. Yeah. You know, but everybody, you know, Ohio State has their own style of play. Yeah, you know, they're, they're pass happy. They're they're a mixture of both. Well, they could do whatever they want with the yeah. amount of athletes they have. So and I think USC and, will probably and, fit in that I category. I think US, USC will fit in that, and UCLA with Chip Kelly. And so what what they what they're probably gonna have to better is their defense. Their offense is good. Yeah. You know, I don't think you make any adjustments on offense because defenses has to the ones that have to adjust. Yeah. Maybe not get bigger. Yeah. yeah, defenses have to adjust. They have to probably get faster. You know, not you no know, not you know more like the Big Eight. You know, it was a true running thing, but then it turned into a passing one. With when we had K State, just you know the Colorados, they they was pass happy teams. So you know, you you just got to adapt either way it goes. You know, in football, it's just adapting. Yeah, yeah, there will be a lot of uh, uh of of ad- adapting here in the next several years for for college football fans, the the players, the administrations, all that stuff. So uh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, what blanket says, uh, Bach? No, two or three players can't fix a team that loses both lines of scrimmage every week. This is a total rebuild. It is why Nebraska will be lucky to win five, even with Mickey Whip and Bush doing a commendable job. Um, obviously the lines are, are the biggest problems. Uh, and, and ultimately I, I agree with that statement, but I, I think like, I think if, I mean, just give yourself two or three Trey Palmers, it can overcome the problem. That's, that's what Nebraska's offense is right now without Trey Palmer. It's just a, a bleep show, um, <laughs> with that offensive line. But if you had two of them, you know, you're able to, you know, the, the defense has to adjust to that completely. So it's, it, I, I think that it, that would definitely be a band-aid as far as, you know, fixing things. And you'd still have to, unfortunately, Nebraska, whoever the next coach is, is going to have to build that offensive line. It's not probably going to be uh, the pipeline next year, right? It's not going to be one of the top Big Ten offensive lines in the next two years. You have to build that thing. Um, but if you can get the athletes around it to kind of cover up for 
um, the, the the shortcomings there. Sure, you'll still have your your headaches and stuff like that, but you can you can kind of do it. I mean, even Scott Frost, <laughs> for all the the crap his offense took last year, and they took all the all the the uh, you know the assistant coaches off. If they had a field goal kicker, that would have been a commendable offense with a bad offensive line. And, be, and, and, you know, maybe it's because of a guy like Samari Toure who could take the top off the defense and Austin Allen, um, you know, those type of guys, you know, skill position players um, can, you know, cover up some stuff like that. But it will be a, it will be a, a, a bit of a build process in my mind for the lines. I don't I don't think it's a build. It's a buy process. Buy in. It's a buy process. Yeah. NILs now. Yeah. So well, there's that you, too. you get that money in there and you go get the top players like everybody else go get you offer them something and, and these the, and these are the ones that you know that you know that can play because you're gonna you're gonna have kids who who come in these colleges and and want to be and, and and nowadays kids don't want to be on second and third team they want to play right away so that opens up the, that opens up this this is a like we talked about it earlier in the year this is a free agent for college football now yeah. So you know, it's who who got who's gonna offer me the best? Who's gonna offer me what I want? Yeah. Who's gonna offer me five hundred thousand for one year to come to this school? Now that's gonna that's gonna be a change because if you now like like everybody know, you got to pay them now. So you go out there and get the best three. It's gonna it's gonna be seven, eight, nine, ten linemen come out, and, and, and the top ones are gonna go to the best payer, not yeah. the best school. Yeah, <laughs> these I, kids not looking for. It. I mean, you made it easy for them to forget about education now and start thinking about money. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, so why not? They, they're looking for the best fit for their pocket. Yeah, not for their, not for their education. I mean, you college football, they made the NCAA made it like this. So now you're gonna have to see who got the big bucks. Yeah, and Nebraska is one of those teams with the big bucks. So yeah. maybe it could be, uh, a, you know, a, a quick fix there. We didn't see too many. Um, game-changing offensive lineman in the portal. I think that was part of the problem. It's not like Nebraska um, just didn't realize they didn't they didn't have an issue there, and so they didn't address it too much. Um, but I think with the more years that you kind of put into it, the more we'll see guys that are somewhat proven aren't getting nil deals where they're at because they're seen as already you know on the team or whatever, and then they want to test that once they hit the nil portal. Um, that I call it the nil portal; it's the transfer portal, but it might as well be the nil portal, uh, and that will be uh, a fun part of college football offseason. That uh, certainly is going to be different than pa- than past years, where you can get a, a quicker fix. Uh, I, I will be interested to see if they, if that happens on the offensive line because it just seemed like there weren't too many options out there for Nebraska last season. Uh, we got to take a quick break again. We'll wrap up the show coming up next year on the captain without the captain. The captain should be back tomorrow. We'll be live from Wingstop. Thanks again to Wingstop for sponsoring the show. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll wrap things up with the captain coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 